1: I'm your host today. And joining me on this episode is Sandy Langhart Michelet, Director of HR at SparkHound and speaker at the upcoming Sherm Talent Conference. Sandy joined SparkHound in 2014 with 20 years of senior HR leadership, including tenure at a Fortune 500 company, experience in the public sector, and work in both healthcare. And tech industries. Sandy leads SparkHound's people focused strategies and initiatives to develop a high performing engaged culture. SparkHound works with clients to help them make better use of their business technologies. They help mid market companies that often find themselves needing to improve their use of tech and IT services in order to realize business efficiencies, discover better processes for carrying out the work that they do, improve outputs, reduce overheads, and positively impact their bottom lines and I should just add that Sandy and I are having a lovely conversation before we hit record today and I think she's a pretty cool human being hey Sandy welcome to the show today
2: hello hello thank you and back at you I'm excited (laughs) about talking with you
1: me too so beyond my reintroduction there Sandy why don't you start by taking a minute or two and introducing yourself a bit more to our listeners telling them a bit about your career background don't tell them too much about SparkHound just yet we'll get into that in a moment
2: Okay. Okay. Um, well, I started um, almost 30 years ago in HR on the learning and development side and absolutely love that, Love the people interaction, Love the ability to um, what I thought was really make companies better. And I moved into the HR operation side a few years later and, and haven't looked back. Um, you, you, know, you read in my bio kind of some of the history of, of the companies that I've worked with. But um, also been extremely involved as an HR volunteer for about 20 years and led the local, our local GBR SHRM chapter and then most recently was state director for Louisiana SHRM and have just been, loved being a part of this HR community for almost 30 years, which is crazy to say that because I am so young.
1: Brilliant! Thank you very much. Okay, so uh, maybe now you can take a minute or two and uh, tell listeners a bit more about Spark Sparkhound, and also Sandy, as part of that answer, perhaps you can share what you love about your job there.
2: Well, I lead the the people focused initiatives here, and you know our our goal here is to take care of our clients, and the way that we take care of our clients is that we're always focusing on on value. How do we create value? In fact, that's one of our core values and so to to create value um we ensure that we are hiring hiring the best and retaining the best employees who are loving what they do who are engaged who embrace and live the culture and who do all of that um and want and want to support the clients i mean that's the entire purpose of why we're here um i i love this company and I love what I do Um, I've been here eight years um, right now working on a really cool project where we are it's called Dev Days and we are bringing in speakers to talk about real life and leadership effectiveness Uh, we just did one on focusing on outcomes so we're really trying to bring in speakers and in some cases C-level speakers that we're getting from other organizations to come and talk with our employees about how to do their jobs more effectively so there's no theory it is step one step two step three these are some things that you can do to be better and i love i love that about spark town because we try to do that very thing let's not talk fluff let's not talk um theory all day long let's talk about making it happen and making it real and i think that's what that's what attracted me to spark and what's which kept me here for eight years and will hope, hopefully keep me here a lot
1: longer. Okay. Well, as a guy who talks about the fluff and the theory quite a lot, I'll, I'll try not to take that personally. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Sandy, maybe you can just briefly now share with with us who your HR heroes are and why. So, I don't know, maybe maybe you're a big fan of Josh Burson. Maybe you love Dave Orrich, Maybe there are others out there that you'd love to give a quick shout out to.
2: Well, I love both of them. Um, I, I'm a huge fan of Patrick Lencioni, The Five Dysfunctions of Teens. Um, I love, I've read that book, I can't even explain how many times. And in fact, we just did it as a book club for our company. He tells it like it is. And I love that. I love that about him. Death by meeting, just everything he's written has been great. Um, I'm also a big fan of Steve Brown, um, who's a, you know HR on purpose. He is a practitioner, He's an HR practitioner. He brings authenticity. You can't get much more real than Steve. And I, I love that he is such a successful author and still an HR practitioner and in the trenches with the rest of it, do, the rest of us doing it every single day. And so a little bit obsessed with him as well.:
0: Thanks for tuning in to the HR Chat podcast. If you're enjoying this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe and leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. And now, back to the conversation.
1: I also love Steve Brown, a uh, super amazing human being, and uh, he's just charismatic. When he walks into the room, I mean, he's a big fella, but when he walks into the room, you, you feel it. You, you know, know it, and he's just yeah. He's got that positive energy around him. You know, he's, he's Steve. If you're listening to this episode, we love you, sir. We love you. Uh, well, okay.
2: he he's the one. I actually have a, a magic eight ball in my office now, and he had one in his office. And we were talking about shaking it up, and what do you do with that, and how do you um. I, I don't know. He's just like cut all that crap out because that sounds stupid. But I just I freaking love. Steve. <laughs> we actually had him as our speaker um for g b r Sherm several years ago he was our keynote and he killed it absolutely killed it
1: i bet i bet um okay let's talk uh, let's talk a bit more about sparkhound then Sparkhound helps clients harness the power of of technology of course so I'd, I'd love to get your thoughts as a as a senior h r practitioner what what do you think about the rise of generative AI such as chat gpt and as part of that answer maybe you might want to share how you believe it, it will impact the human resource function over the next decade?
2: I'm thrilled about it, quite frankly. Um, I think that be, because what AI does is that it helps you make data-driven decisions. So we can move more quickly, we can get to the answers that we need more efficiently. And that is going to take a lot of that day-to-day HR administrative stuff away and it will allow us to focus on what really matters, which is the employees and building the strategy for the company. Um, I am a huge fan and, you know, it's funny because when we talk about AI in and, and circles and we start chatting about it, you, you know, sometimes that, that that fear of, oh my gosh, well, AI is going to take away this job or that job. and I kind of liken it to what happened when computers came out, and what happened when a calculator came out. Like, it it absolutely changed the way that people were doing their jobs, and so people that were doing those jobs previously, you know, just changed their skill set a little bit. And, and how can we use that that AI technology to be better? Um, you know, in in regards to HR, I think it's going to to help us a lot with things things that we're doing every single day right now things like um faqs we we know in hr operations a lot of times employees ask the same questions over and over and over again Well, building something like a chat like a chat bot which actually sparktown does um you know building that that type of technology that can allow hr people to not be focused in the trenches answering the same questions day after day after day um Things like surveys and assessments and, you know, using things like, um, you know, recruiting processes. There is not one piece, I do not believe there's not one piece of HR that AI cannot positively, positively impact. Um, I'm just, I'm extremely, extremely excited. And because we are a technology company, we've been able to be kind of on the forefront of some of those things like the, the chat function for employees. We've been using that for several years now. And it's a
1: powerful tool. It's very powerful. Sandy, as we mentioned uh, in the intro, there you will be presenting a session at Sherm Talent, which is uh, happening in April 2023, about a week away as we record this episode today. In fact, yeah. uh, and um, I am pleased that I get to work with uh, the awesome team over at Sherm. Hello, Eddie, if you're listening, he's amazing, uh, and uh, I was going through the list of speakers there and um, your topic came up and it resonated with me for personal reasons and um, I'd love to invite you now just to take a couple of minutes and, and tell our listeners about your session at Sherm Talent and some of the hoped for learning outcomes.
2: Okay yeah absolutely so the title is do your unofficial childless policies impact recruiting and retention? And this is actually, this topic is actually an intersection of my personal life and my professional life. Um, I am a childless woman. I was never able to have a child. And as a result of that, I started a blog several years ago called The Childless Life, thechildlesslife.com. And what I found with that blog was um, childless people wanted to get together and talk. So I started a Facebook group and in that facebook group it's a private facebook group so it's only individuals who are childless the comments and the the grief quite frankly that was that were coming up was constant and a lot of it was about how childless individuals were treated at work and so let me back up for a second i want to kind of define what childlessness means versus child free because Think people get those confused a lot. So when I say childless, and when the childless community says childless, what we mean is not by choice. So for whatever, there are, there are a zillion reasons why someone may not have a child, but childless is not by choice. For someone that chooses not to have a child, that, that is what we consider child-free. Um, everything that I'm gonna talk about in the session really affects both sides. Um, childless and child free because at the end of the day, there, there is no, there is no child, but I want to make that distinction. What we were finding in that Facebook group is that, um, around the holidays, for example, we were having individuals who maybe worked uh, nurses or something where it was 24 hours. Um, nurses were told that they had to work on Christmas Day because they didn't have children. And that Christmas Day should be reserved for people with kids, so they can sit and open their presents with their with their kids. Um, Things like you don't need a, a longer holiday for Memorial Day. You know, you can be here, take another day off because there are families that want to go to the beach, and you don't have a family. And I was lucky. I've been lucky enough in my life that I've had a strong support system. That that kind of thing is not happened either professionally or personally for me, but I was absolutely amazed at how often that type of situation would come up with scheduling. Um, So it got me doing a little bit more research and I started flat out asking the group, tell me, tell me more about this. Tell me more. And um, there were instances with time off policies where, um, where actually someone said that another person wanted to take off more time and ask the childless person to donate several days to her because she had kids and wanted to take vacation. And the childless person said, well, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. I'm going to use my vacation. Well, she was considered selfish. She was considered selfish. It's, they're her days that she's earned just like the other person, but she was considered selfish. Um, it's... It's things like in one of the examples that I'm going to talk about next week is actually two project managers, and one project manager was having some things going on with her family and her kids, and she was having to miss miss some work, um, and there was another project manager who was missing some work because she was redoing her house, and she was having some issues with that. Well, the her group, the work group of friends and support system was really supporting that that employee that had kids and was trying to help get kids all over the place like let's support her and let's do everything we can Well the employee who was childless that was trying to finish her house and work on remodeling her house she was considered selfish because she wasn't a team player because can't you see that so-and-so really needs she's got a lot going on right now well, so does the childless person. So so it's a very interesting looking looking at that from those eyes. And quite frankly, as long as I've been in HR, until I went through my own fertility struggles, I did not realize how prevalent this was. Um, you know, the the point of this this topic is not and the point of this talk is not to um to change people's minds, it's not to to pit childless and, and people against, you know, people with children. It's certainly nothing like that. I think it's like any other topic around belonging is what can we do as an organization and what can we do as an HR community to ensure that as we encourage individuals to bring their whole self to work, that we're remembering all of the selves that bring themselves to work. Um, you know, things like looking at our time off policies and ensuring that they are fair, things like looking at benefits and are we is the is the financial contribution toward a an employee with children or employee with family is the contribution more than it is for individual individual coverage. Um, I understand that, of course, you know, the cost is going to be much greater for an employee covering their, their, their kids and their family. I absolutely get that. And they're a hundred percent right. Um, I also know that when we're hiring, we're hiring, you know, what is the role of that employee and what is that employee doing? And are we focusing on that employee? So what can we do as we're creating our benefits packages and our, time off policies to ensure that we are, that we are, that we are considering employees similarly, not necessarily their family situation. So it's just, a, it's a very interesting topic. And as I've chatted with people about this, when I tell them the name of the topic, they say, oh, oh, oh. but then once I start talking and telling them scenarios and examples that I'm seeing and I've heard of, Um, They're like, oh my gosh, I never thought of that. Like, yeah, so that's really, you know, you're asking, what are some of the learned outcomes? I would like people to walk away from this session and go, "Huh, huh, I never really thought about that. And I think that's the first step towards change is just that awareness. And that's my goal
1: wonderful thank you very much um we are we're out of time i can't believe it before we do wrap up though uh how can our listeners connect with you so maybe that's email address linkedin whatever you want to share there and of course how can they learn more about all the cool things happening over at Sparkhound?
2: linkedin for both of them linkedin sandy langhart michelet on linkedin and um, linkedin for Sparkhound. at spark like a spark plug hound like a dog one word SparkHound, go go out and find us and, and find me and I'd love to connect.
1: Rock and roll. Well, Sandy, I think you're going to have a very, very interesting and provocative session over at Sherm Talent. I'm sorry that I'm not going to be there in person, but uh, I think it's a really important conversation to be had. So um, keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Keep fighting the good fights. And thank you very much for being my guest today.
2: Thank you. Thank you for asking me.
1: And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working.